Well, good evening. How's everybody doing this Monday? Blessings to you, all those in Emmanuel everywhere land. I'm giving everyone a chance who wants to come in to come in. So I see Mother Martha is on. Uh, and we'll give everybody a few moments and then we'll go ahead and get started. Praying that you all are doing well. All right. Well, all we take is a few. So as I say always, where the two or three are gathered, in his name, he would be in the midst. Uh, amen. I see it's a rainy day there. It is a rainy day where I am as well. So prayers for all those who are got to get out in the rain and drive and uh, prayer for all those who are suffering from the flooding and stuff that's going on. And some floods happening around here. So uh, prayers for that as well. All right, won't delay any further. Let's start with the praise break. I mean, I know you've been itching to give God some praise today. I mean, ain't he just been good even in the midst of the rain and the and the storm? He's still been good to you? Well, I had a thought <clears throat> for our praise break today. And it comes from me watching uh, the openings of these games. The You know, we had the NFL playoffs this weekend, and then we had a lot of college ball play, being played and um, I and and the NBA, of course, being played. And um, have you ever observed what happens when the stars of our choices uh, get their name introduced? You ever observed when they call the name of Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, when they call the name of your favorite football team or favorite football player or uh, favorite uh, basketball player? Uh, you ever or or award winner? You know, we just had recently had the uh, what was it? The Emmys. When they call the name of the of the movie that you liked or the the person who won the award, you ever notice what happens? Everybody erupts into some kind of a moment of gratitude. Right? They're they're yelling and they're calling and they're clapping and they're standing. And I just wonder why do we think it can wait? For us to bless the name of the Lord. It can't wait. Every day he gives us a brand new mercy. Every day his name alone is worthy of praise. Matter of fact, every time you think about the goodness of the Lord, you ought to render a praise. Every time you think about the things he's done for you and the, the many things that he has brought your way, many blessings, many things he has kept at bay from you, you ought to bless his name. Yeah, I, I, I like some, some of those NBA players, but you want to know what? They never woke me up this morning. They never bothered to call me when I was in trouble. They never came to my rescue. I mean, no matter how many times I cheered for them, no matter how many times I, I, I looked up to Michael Jordan, I can look up to him, but he never looked back. But I can always get a praise when I think about the one who knows my name, the one who knows every hair on my head, even the ones that I lost and the ones I got left, I can give praise to him. So my praise break today is, his name alone. It's his name alone. I don't have to have any special uh, a reason except for his name carries so much weight and so much power that when I say his name, rooms change when I say his name. 
places, doors open when I say his name. Demons get shut out when I say his name. And so I wonder, is there anybody that's got a praise break in them because of his name? His name alone is worthy. His name alone, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, mighty God and prince of peace. That's my praise break for today. His name alone. Well, I, I don't like to keep you too long. I know that we are, uh, you know, you want to be able to, you know, a good day like this is a good soup day, good chili day when it's cold outside. So I wonder what you guys got cooking today. Just put it in the chat so I can see and be jealous. I know Mother Martha must have cooked something. Somebody cooked something. Amen. So, so let us know what you're what you dining on today and we can just uh, kind of chime in together, maybe get some ideas about dinner. At any rate, let, let me... Uh, jump into uh, what I have for you today. Pastor is preaching a series on growth. Uh, and as he does, EE uh, e. is Emmanuel everywhere. We're going to do our best to walk beside you and keep you focused and keep you ready for whatever word he brings on growth. And so today, I'd like you to focus on this particular passage of scripture. It's a good one about growth. Uh, and it comes out of James chapter one, starting at the second verse. James chapter one, starting at the second verse. And forgive me, it's a little lengthy, but I don't want to cut it short for you. And so I'll read it uh, swiftly, but hopefully not too swiftly for you to, to catch, come along with me. And if, if so, you mark it in your Bibles and you go back and read it later if I move too fast. And that is James chapter one, uh, verses two through 18. And you'll find these words. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any, any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. But when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our God our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is an unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little, little flower droops and falls, and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. After, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you're being tempted, do not say God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us 
and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from God our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, became his prized possession. That is God's word for God's people out of James chapter 1, verses 2 through 18. Please highlight that in your Bibles for your growth. And so for the next few moments, I just want to put this in your ear, uh, put this in your spirit, take you into this week with this thought, standing tall through it all. Standing tall through it all. Uh, how many of us know that growth is a process? We all have taken part in it physically. I mean, we all had to grow from uh, infants to adults. And so we all had to take part in physical growth. But also we've taken part in emotional and spiritual growth. And if you're honest, we continue to take part for those of us who desire to learn from life. One thing I can tell you for sure is that life will either slow you or grow you. Yeah, let me help you. It will either keep you where you are in the toils of pain and strife, slowing you down, not letting you move or graduate to the next thing, or it'll make you learn the value of time. It'll make you learn the value of people. It'll make you learn the value of stop being so petty. It'll make you learn the value of stop being messy and deal with the things that really matter. Yeah, yeah, it'll grow you. Life will grow you. Uh, I'm a living witness that the more that I've had to endure hardships in life, the more I had to grow. At the time, I, it didn't feel good. It doesn't feel like it should. It doesn't... Uh, uh, it, it, it feels like something you want to get out of. It feels like this painful uh, stabbing when you lose people. Painful stabbing when the job doesn't cooperate with you the way you should. Painful stabbing when you're not promoted in the time frame that you feel like you should be promoted. Painful stabbing when you feel like you are being passed over or looked over or looked at less than what you are all those things could potentially slow you. But for many of us, we grew from it. We learned how to value uh, losing enough people teaches you how to value the people that you still have left. Losing enough people makes you understand that time is precious. Losing enough people will make you begin to hug loved ones a little bit better and put aside petty messes so that you can understand that just as you're getting older, they're getting older, and tomorrow is not promised to the young or the old. We grow up. We grow up. Oh, man, I, 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 I can tell you from where I'm from, I, I grew up pretty much a, a very, very hot-headed hot -headed individual. I mean, you had to be in that environment, but over time, I find myself crying more. I find myself looking on others with compassion more. Not the same as I was. You, you grow up. Otherwise, 
you stay in that slow mode, misery, bringing others with you, bringing others down in your misery. You ever met people like that? And so I want to take you through some elements in this text that should be at the forefront of our mind and learning as we deal with the subject of growth of any kind in our church. This text will, will help us. First element I want to deal with the text is what, what is said as you come, uh, as James declares in one of the earlier verses, not the beginning verse, probably about the fifth verse. If you need wisdom, ask God, our generous God, and he will give it to you. The first thing is we need to understand is that we need to be able to ask for wisdom. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't do this on your own. You're not going to be able to grow on your own. You're not going to be able to get through storms on your own. You need God's wisdom. You need him to, to be in your corner. You need him to whisper in your ear. You need a, a, a greater uh, control of the Holy Spirit that your mind is, is being held from doing what, it, what your, your mind and your body really wants to do. It's that wisdom that helps you hold it back. You need to ask for wisdom. Yeah, yeah, I need to be wiser. And you know what? I, I, what I like to say to people is I'm, I'm always seeking wisdom. Yeah, yeah, I can't stand people who always got an answer. They don't consult with nobody but themselves. Everybody needs somebody to share wisdom to them. This is why I can listen to you, God. This is why there have been times I've had to apologize to my own child because I wasn't wise enough to see the thing that God allowed him to see. And woe unto me if I let him speak it and not realize he's giving me the wisdom to get over where I, I, I fall short. Ask him for wisdom. Look for him to, to help make you wiser in decisions. Look for him to make you wiser in how you deal with people. Look for him to make you wiser on your job. Ask for wisdom, number one. Second thing is, is it goes back to what he James talks about in the beginning of the verse is, in order to grow, we have to endure trials. Yeah, yeah. He will eventually grow us through trials to get us out. Yeah, yeah. He got to grow you to get you out. Let me help you understand it. The best way that, that, I, that I've seen it uh, is that when an eagle, um, has a, a, a chick, it's, it has its, its offspring, it creates this comfortable environment. Yeah, yeah, it goes and it gets all the best sticks and it gets all the feathers and from the animals that it has eaten and it makes this comfortable den for the, 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 the baby eagle to grow up in. It makes this comfortable environment for the baby eagle to, to learn how to, to live in. And, and it goes and it feeds it all along. But there comes a point in time that the eagle does what's called stir the nest. What, he be, what the, eagle, the mother eagle begins to do is she begins to claw away at the environment that the baby eagle is in. So the baby eagle is no longer comfortable in the surroundings that she is, that, that they're in, in an effort to get them out the nest. Yeah, sometimes we have to go through trials where the nest is stirred up so that God can get us to the next spot in our lives. 
And yeah, that's why James said, I counted joy when I go through these things because I, I realized from the past that God grew me from the last trial. And I know that whatever I'm going through right now, he's only growing me for where I got to go. And I've got to be able to get out of this nest, this next nest that I'm in, indoor trials. He's going to grow you to get you out. Third thing. Third thing, very important here, is that he talks about the desires of two people in the text. He talks about what God desires for us. But then he talks about what happens when we, we go into the enemy's desire. He talks about the poor and the rich, or the rich being influenced by the enemy. Um, sort your desires is the third thing. We have to sort our desires by what we know to be God's, and what the enemy is trying to get us to succumb to. You know, sort your desires. This is why when Jesus was taken up after uh, and the enemy tempted him, he tempted him with things that he can give him. I'll give you all this if you bow down and worship me. And we know that Jesus didn't succumb to any of that. He said, man, not going to live on bread alone, but everything that comes out of the mouth of God. And God is the, the owner of a caliber. When you know that God owns everything, you can sort your desires. I don't have to be, uh, 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 I don't have to fall into the desire of riches to know that God has already made me rich. It ain't about how much money I got. It ain't how, about how much or what car that I have. And I like nice stuff, but it ain't about none of that. It's all about what God wants me to do on this planet to help and others to see him and doing his will. I've got to sort my desires. Sort your desires. And then the very fourth thing, the last thing that is said in the scripture is through it all. Through it all. No matter what we're doing, no matter where we are in this life, uh, no matter what's going on, that we the only way that we can stand tall through everything that we go through is the last thing that the text suggests, and that is stay loyal. Yeah, yeah, we got to stay loyal. I can't turn my back on him because things don't look the way that I want them to look. I can't turn my back on him because he didn't keep the person that I thought that he would keep. I can't turn my back on him because I prayed for something to go away and it didn't get better, but it got worse. I can't turn my back on him because I'm still sick and I'm not healed. I can't turn my back on him because of any of those things, because I know that wherever he's leading me, that's where he wants me to be. Wherever he's graduating me to, that's my growth. And ultimately, if he graduates me from this side to the other side, it's still a graduation. That shouts me. Because no matter what happens on this side, I'm guaranteed growth. I'm guaranteed a new body that will never fail me. I'm guaranteed a place where I'll never grow hungry. I'm guaranteed to see my loved ones that I've lost and that have gone on before me. I'm guaranteed I've got to stay loyal. Stay loyal in this life. Let me close with this. We need his help. You can't do this alone. You cannot endure this alone. We need his help because without his help, we will consistently make bad decisions because of our flesh. Let me help you. 
Uh, one year I was coaching. Uh, well, I wasn't coaching. I was actually, I actually stopped coaching. My son had reached an age where he was in NJB and uh, uh, basketball. And I, I thought it was time for me to turn him over to another coach to kind of grow him, right? Now we're talking about growth. And so I turned him over to this other coach. However, this coach didn't have any type of experience with uh, young, young basketball players or even young athletes. One day he, he makes it upon himself right before a game to bring milk and donuts. He brings milk and donuts and all the players partake of the milk and the donuts right before the game. Do I need to tell you what happened and what kind of decision was made? The donuts and the milk was laid out before them and all of them that partook in those donuts, by the time it was game time, none of them were prepared to play. None of them were ready. A few of them were throwing up and, and a few of them were not even able to, to compete. But my shout is there was one. There was one kid whom didn't eat the donuts. One kid that didn't drink the milk. One kid who was conditioned to listening to his daddy tell him what his body needed in order to perform at the peak that it could knew that if I do this to myself, I'm not going to be no good at winning anything. And that was, at, my t at that time, my little boy. And he went out and he performed the way he was supposed to perform. And my shout is that his performance was not predicated on what was to go in his belly. His performance was predicated on what was in his heart. And what was in his heart was the instructions of his father. If you're looking for your shout, there it is. If we listen to the right voice, if we listen to our father's instructions, he will always give us something that'll help us in the middle of the storm. He'll always give us something that'll help our decision making so that we make the right decision and not the wrong decision, that we listen to the right voice and not the wrong voice. And all I want to tell somebody, is there anybody here who's glad that when I listened to Jesus and when I stayed in the, in the midst of the storm, that it wasn't, that I didn't get out of the storm on my own, that I stayed loyal in the midst of everything that I've gone through. Is there anybody here can shout that he delivered and now I'm standing tall through it all <laughs> Whew. standing tall through it all God will be with you no matter what you're going through no matter where you are in the storm you can rest assured he has given you every reason to let you know he'll be there last thing I'll give this to you for free the very last thing in the text says, we are his prize possession. You are his prize possession. I thought about something. Uh, my son is a, a college senior. Uh, he just headed back. That little boy is now a grown man and he's headed back to uh, his college for his final stretch. He graduates in the, in the spring. Praise God for that. That's a praise break for myself and my wife. But uh, I do something that helps us come this, this, this is just for extra for you. Uh, every time he comes home, uh, whether it be for the weekend or he'll, he'll stop by and, uh, be here for the weekend, or he was just recently on the break. Uh, when he gets ready to go back to school, I'm very intentional about walking him out the door 
and walking him to the car where I will do the same thing every time. I will hug him, I will kiss him, and I will send him on his way. I, I didn't realize why I did that until I started studying this text and this last verse about being God's prized possession. And I'll close with this for you. Because you are God's prized possession, don't you know that wherever you're getting ready to go, God will walk with you, he will kiss you, he will see you on your journey, just so that you know that he's going to be with you all the while in your mind until you get there. The reason I kiss my son and do it that way is I want him to know that if this is his last memory of his father, he needs to know that his father is sending him off with a kiss. And all I need anybody that's hearing me right now to know that every day we wake up because of what Jesus did on Calvary, he sends us off with a kiss. Kiss of life, kiss of his mercies, kiss of favor, and wherever we're going, we can rest assured that my last memory is of a God who will never leave me. And that's all I got for you today. I'm shouting myself on that one. But that's all I got for you today is that you can stand tall through it all. I've got some witnesses. If you're a witness that you have learned in this life by means of growth in him, to stand tall through it all. Put in the chat, it's me. Just say, it's me, it's me. Sometimes when you need to say, it's me, you say, it's me. It's me, I've learned. I've learned in my suffering to bless his name. I've learned to sing a song of praise in my most hurting times. That's when I worship the best because I can get out of my, get out of, of, of my own way and bless him. I pray that this was for somebody today, and I pray that you, Whew. it's me. I can stand tall through it all. I'm growing. You're growing. Let me look into the chat, man. Whew. It's me. I see it all over. It's me. It's me. I've learned in my suffering. You've learned in your suffering. He will always kiss us. Let us know. Whew, the nest is stirred. We had to endure the pain. But just like James, we came out of it and we can count it pure joy. God bless you tonight. Whew, I feel this presence, feel this presence. And that's the thing about God that shouts me even more. God can be here at my house. God can be with you at your house in whatever room you're in. That is an omnipresent God that is God with us, that is Emmanuel everywhere. God bless y'all, and we'll see you. Don't forget, we're going to be coming in with a Wednesday night Bible study soon, and uh, I'll be sure to get you that information. I think I posted some already, but I didn't post the Zoom, so be prepared for that. We're going to have a good time in the name of the Lord, and we want you to come in. This is an actual come into the Bible study. It's not a watch thing. We want you to come in and join us in Bible study. God bless you.
Searched all new and came up empty again. 